the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. I want you to hear something very touching. Okay, It's nice to open up with something moving. Right before I began speaking, my engineer, Sean McConnell, said to me in my earphones, have a good show. Uh, you realize he has said that now after how many years are we together? Oh, when Alan hired you, he said that was part of the job requirement. It's the only one you fulfill. <laughs> I got him. Like, if you're going to say that, that I, I thought it came from your heart. Uh, you know, you're right. No, yeah, it's very. I, I love honesty. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. So it turns out that the the noose directed against the Bubba Wallace, the black NASCAR driver, was not actually placed there as a racist act against him. Now, raise your hand if you're shocked. Hmm, let's see. Three. There are three people listening who are shocked. That's about right. I even said it yesterday, didn't I? I said something to the effect, uh, I'm, I'm really not convinced. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't assume that he did a... Did a uh, what's his name in Chicago? Yeah, he, that it Jesse Smollett. I didn't assume that he had pulled that. I still don't. So what is he now saying? Instead of saying, "God, isn't that wonderful?" Turns out it was not a racist act. I work with wonderful people. No. It was a noose. He admits that it wasn't placed there directed against him. That whoever, that these ropes have been around for a while, and that one had, someone would have had to have been a racist years ago or whenever they were placed there, and a prophet to know that was the room that that would be the garage that Bubba that a black driver the only one in those finals would be uh, taking over <laughs> the batting average on the nooses and swastikas and uh, and rapes is almost zero Right? Remember the uh, 
the evil hysteria of the New York Times and Duke University against the white students? Do you know the left never pays a price for its evil? Never. Why? Who, who's going to make them pay the price? The, the media? The media part of the evil. And it is evil to f- falsely charge people with evil. That's why, you know, I'm a Bible fan. You know what the Bible's punishment is for a false witness, someone who testifies falsely? They get the punishment that would have been meted out had their testimony been believed and caused the person to be rendered guilty. That's, that's, I love, that's why I'm a Bible fan. That's the, that's, but uh, they, they pay no price. We can make up a lie. Just Jesse Smollett might be paying a price. That's a rare, rare occasion. I always ask, if, if America's so racist, why do they have to make up all these hoaxes? I think I'll tweet that out. That's a, that's a, that's a worthy tweet. Can you, can you get that down? I, oh, I never remember the words. If America's so racist, why are, why all these hoaxes? As I point out, we have no record of Jews making up an anti-Semitic hoax uh, in uh, Germany in the 1930s. That There was a society that was systemically anti-Semitic. No, no Jew decided, you know what, there's just... I gotta prove there's anti-Semitism here, so I'm gonna paint a swastika on my door. We live in a gigantic lie. A black writer for the Wall Street Journal. Let me mention he's black because that's important today, unfortunately. He begins his column with, uh, "So far, we haven't seen a shred of evidence that George Floyd's death in police custody." was racially motivated. Is that correct? We live... uh, If it weren't for the lie, there wouldn't be demonstrations, protests. The, The country would not be open to Black Lives Matter and the New York Times editorial page and AOC understand we just it's built on lies and it's very hard to combat because the entire tech world is arrayed against you I would I wonder if somebody tweeted this out so far we haven't seen a shred of evidence that George Floyd's death in police custody was racially motivated just that not saying the source Wall Street Journal would Twitter paste some uh, notice on it? Interesting, right? Well, look if they if if they call the president's tweet that if you uh, destroy uh, public property, we will prosecute you. If that is abusive language, isn't that amazing? You realize the contempt that Twitter has for uh, the American people. You need to be told 
what Twitter finds abusive, morons. It's like the left's contempt for blacks. You're used like workers were used by communists. It is the anti-racism hysteria. Anti-racism is noble, but you can have hysteria over at least anti-communism was noble. You could have hysteria over that. So this this hysteria is 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 what dominates everything, and anything that offers truth or even a respectful differing opinion is now labeled. So as I was saying, blacks are used, and anti-racism is used by the left, the way anti-fascism. And worker solidarity was used by the communists. The workers were a foil. That's what. That's all it is. The numbers of uh, New Yorkers being shot and killed are are going. The numbers are going back to the 1990s. No. Worse than the 90s, not 80s, 70s, and 80s. Wow. I memorized that incorrectly. I have the article in front of me, however. The police, you're all racist. The the inscription of the left is, what is it? All police are bad, isn't that? Uh, what, what, what is it? All, A, it's an acronym. Is it all police or... No, not a bad. Bad is too too sweet a word for them. Take a look what that is. Anyway, the police are awful, and the whole thing, they should be disbanded. Okay, that's right. Can I say that on the air? He says I can. You say I can't. It's not one of the seven words. All, a cab. All cops are bastards. So uh, cops have decided, you know, <laughs> the chances of my ruining my life uh, helping blacks defend themselves against uh, black criminals uh, are really high, so I, I just won't take that extra step. That's courtesy of the left. Chaos. Remember I've told you? Chaos. 1A Prager 776. Latest hoax, the noose. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. And reviewing the the state of our country. And I I marvel. History will record this as unique in history. The There's never been as large a decent country as the United States. Never been as unracist a country that has many races in it. And... It may, in fact, commit suicide. I 
I would not be, I'm not surprised, but history will have to record why. They would be, uh, do a lot worse than just read my columns and books. I have been talking about this for all of my career. The combination of secularism and boredom and affluence is a lethal one, as I have told you. When people stop believing in God and country, to put it in as simple a term as possible, or let's just talk God, as you know the great phrase attributed to G.K. Chesterton, but we don't know who first said it. When people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing, they believe in anything. There's, there is always a secular religion to take the place of Bible-based religion. This is what is going on in our streets. Do you realize that, uh, well, I'm a, do we have an estimate how many people, some total, de- demonstrated for those two weeks or ten days? Would you say 100,000? Say 200,000. You realize that it, it was largely rooted in nothing. We have zero notion that what happened in Minneapolis was race-based. We have zero notion that the intention was to kill the man, even. I, I am not defending the officer. I want to make I want to make that clear. I, it, it, it's a horrible video. I mean, it, it's morally horrible. It's emotionally horrible. But it, it's it's based on left wing propaganda, systemic racism, and the like. It's. It, it, <laughs> What people believe, that's the problem. The guy gets on, Bubba gets on Don Lemon and defends himself. He doesn't say, isn't this wonderful? See, if a a decent man, and I don't know him from Adam, but I can only say a decent man would have said, I am so relieved. If I found uh, something anti-Semitic in my workplace, do you know how relieved I would be to to learn it was not, in fact, anti-Semitic at all? That I had misapprehended what it was? Why isn't he relieved for himself, for NASCAR, and for the country? Tell me why. Why does this not indict his character? I, I, I would almost pay for somebody who wants to defend his decency to call in now. 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-777. Leftism makes you a worse human being. Black, white, biracial, L, G, B, T, Q, 
cisgender, non-gender, transgender, Jew, Christian, atheist, secularist, Mormon, Buddhist, get it? Whatever you are, leftism makes you worse. How's that? That's pretty something. It's a moral disease. And our friend uh, Bubba has contracted it. It is so obvious what a decent person would say. Instead, he goes on Don Lemon and just defends himself. Nobody's making an accusation against him. All he had to say is, great. Thank you, FBI, for relieving me of of that burden of thinking that there was some anti-black incident that occurred in my garage. Right? that's, That's what normal, decent people say. But another chance to smear America has been lost. That's a bummer for CNN. That is a real bummer. This is this is a this is truly a uh, this is truly a one of those many revelatory moments that unfortunately will not be seen as revelatory because the New York Times, CNN, and the other distorters of truth for a living will not will not reveal it that way. Yeah, I want to hear the montage. Yes. Go ahead. NASCAR is investigating a horrible incident. A horrifying, racist, jarring, disturbing, heinous, perverted, ugly, cowardly, dreadful, hateful, stunning, shocking, appalling, disgusting reminder of who, again, this sport is for. A noose found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace. Obviously, this is completely appalling. But do you think it's surprising? No, it's not surprising at all. And NASCAR is often considered a sport that is tethered to white folk, tethered to the South. The Confederate flag in a sport that is overwhelmingly white and certainly dominant uh, among Southerners. I wish we had a name for all of these, uh, all of these uh, haters of America. Will one? Will one of them apologize? One? No. Again. I called it 30 years ago. I wrote it. Being on the left means never having to say you're sorry. Any one of you with a leftist child knows what I'm talking about when I say it makes you a worse person. All right, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I've known this man for some time, had him on the show a number of times, a great admirer of his work, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, Everett Piper, wrote a column, and it's, it was really great, because I wrote a column, which is so similar, we're both uh, quite uh, disgusted with the caving in of the religious life uh, to uh, to people who loathe everything we stand for. 
And he is doing it as an evangelical Christian. I am doing it as a religious Jew, and we come to the exact same conclusion. But he's harshest on his own community, as I often am on my own community, but I, I distribute it among both. We're going to put his column up at uh, DennisPrager.com so you can see what what is going on. So uh, may I call you Everett? <laughs> Please do. I was going to say thank you for having me on, Mr. Prager, so now you just trumped my... <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a little odd. We know each other now for a while. Yes. Thanks uh, for having me on, Dennis. I got to tell you, this is the most painful part of what's going on because I have said, I have said, for example, to your community, to evangelical Christians, to whom I speak so often, I have said, America is the last best hope of mankind, and the evangelical community is the last best hope of America. And I read your column, and I want to cry. What's happening? You are, you're right. And, and I, think, I think it's appropriate for you to call your own on the carpet, and likewise, that's what I'm doing. This is my community. This is my home. I'm a born-again Christian. I'm an evangelical. But I'm actually ashamed of the word right now. The word evangelical comes from the word evangel, the good news of Christ. And rather than preaching personal repentance, evangelical, evangelical pastors across the land are standing in solidarity with an organization that actually seeks the destruction of Christianity, and they do so explicitly on their website, Black Lives Matter. As you know, I call out the fact that Black Lives Matter explicitly says on its website that we do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege. We build a space that is free from sexism and misogyny and environments which are man-centered. We dismantle patriarchal practices. We disrupt Western-prescribed nuclear family structures. We foster a queer-affirming network with an intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking. And they're anti-Semitic and pro-abortion to boot, but yet I have my evangelical woke pastors who seem to be championing a new religion, I call it holy wokeness, the cult of white guilt, rather than the gospel of Jesus Christ, of personal forgiveness and, per- and, and um, personal repentance and personal culpability and personal change, rather than pointing the finger outward and blaming everything else that's, that's wrong in culture. They take no responsibility for themselves. And my... Fellow Christians are leading the charge. And as you know, I start the article by saying, What is wrong with you? Why in God's name would you stand in solidarity with this cause, this new Marxist cause that seeks the absolute destruction of the Judeo Christian ethic? God bless you. I wrote in my column that one explanation is that there is a greater uh, fear of the left and fear of the New York Times than there is fear of the Lord. That's, uh, that's what I believe is a big factor. I think fear of God is, uh, is underrated as unbelievably important in, in, in leading a good life and a courageous life. And, and absolutely. I've actually read your work on the Old Testament. Excellent work, by, by the way. Thank you. And you rightly point out that God is not 
our best friend. He doesn't coddle us in our sin. He confronts our sin. It's the story of Israel. It's the story of the Old Testament. And frankly, it's the story of Christ, too. We are to confess our sins, not sit around and be comfortable in them. And when we degrade another group of people by not calling them to the same same standards of confession that we, as Caucasians, hold ourselves to when we degrade somebody else in uh, wow. that uh, all right hold on there everett cooper i'm sorry everett piper and uh we're we're going to be back with uh with him in, in a moment got to tell we have to recall him it's not a clearer line it's, it's too bad if he was in europe it would be a perfectly clear line All right, everybody, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, one of the most prominent evangelicals in the country, Everett Piper, and he wrote a what I would call a prophetic, and people don't know, most people think prophets tell the future. In fact, the, the word prophet is an unfortunate uh, translation of the Hebrew, which really means spokesman. They convey difficult words of God, or to use the cliche now, rampant on the left, tells truth to power. That's what uh, the the prophet did, and that's what Everett Piper did to his fellow evangelicals. The, uh, The question I have for you is, did you see this coming? Would you have predicted a a large cave-in to an anti- religious force such as the left, or is this somewhat surprising to you? Yes, I did. In fact, I won't bore you with it, Dennis, but I actually wrote my dissertation on this at Michigan State University some couple decades ago. I could see this fact, a low view of Scripture combined with a high view of self is not a good formula for freedom. I'll repeat that. A low view of Scripture with a high view of self is always a formula for disaster and bondage and slavery and brokenness, rather than repentance and freedom. Another way to look at it is is Greek mythology, the story of Narcissus. Narcissism is always suicidal, and the more we gaze into the pool infatuated with ourselves, the more we displace God from where he writes belongs in our lives and commit the original sin and declare ourselves to be as God, the more we slip into the pool and subject ourselves to cultural suicide. And that is indeed what's taking place in the evangelical church right now. And um, yeah, you've nailed it. Uh, It's a new religion. It's the religion of holy wokeness, as I said earlier, and the white guilt cult, as opposed to the Christian religion of repentance, confession, and being born again. I included the repentance issue in my piece, and I said it, it, there is no room for it on the left. Uh, you lead a, a, uh, a, an honorable, good, uh, responsible, family-centered life for decades, but you are caught having said something uh, 25 years ago, and your life is over. 
there is no room for that in Judaism or Christianity. The holiest day of Judaism is the Day of Atonement. The whole point of, of Christ's crucifixion is to atone for sin, and uh, that's absent on the left. Because they don't believe in sin, other than yours, okay? <laughs> like you said, uh, I, I listened to your earlier episode, or your earlier segment, and you repeated what you've written 30 years ago. Being on the left means never having to say you're sorry, because they don't believe in personal confession. They believe in systematic and organizational sin. They believe in self-worship rather than selflessness and personal culpability. It's always pointing the finger outward and blaming you rather than looking in the mirror and accepting the responsibility for what they see there. But I'm fond of saying, you know, it seems that our new religion in America is to worship what we see in the mirror rather than what we see in the Bible. And if what you see in the mirror is elevated to the status of God, why would you ever have to say you're sorry? Everybody else is responsible for the ills of our culture, not myself, if indeed I'm worshiping this new God of holy wokeness. Out here where I live in Southern California, uh, I could think, uh, and I'm sure there are more, but I could think of two spectacular evangelical pastors who think like you and who who take uh, take Christianity seriously, Jack Hibbs and Rob McCoy. I'm sure you're familiar with them. And yes. uh, uh, so uh, this is a strange question, but it's it's actually quite sincerely asked. Give do you in in your mind. Obviously, there's no way to know. But in your mind, how many Hibbs and McCoys are there? How many how many Pipers are there? Percentage wise in evangelical, among evangelical clergy and leaders? Well, again, Dennis, as a Christian, I'm going to to answer you as, as a Christian. I believe the words of Christ when he promised us that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. I think that's a promise. I don't think Christ will break that promise. So I think the church wins. Now, what happens between now and that victory, I don't know, I can get ugly, but I have confidence in the end of the story that the gates of hell will not prevail. So how many, is it, a, is, it a, is it 20%, is it 30%, is it 51% of the Christian community that would agree with what I'm saying? I don't know, but I do know the strength that we can have, and I understand the confidence and the courage that we're told to have as we engage culture. That if you run into the face of the storm, you don't run away from it. And people follow you because you do. They don't want to follow somebody who's weak, kneed, and mushy and just goes with the flow of culture. This is the lesson the church needs to learn. Have some courage, have a spine, if you will, run into the storm, not away from the storm, wave the banner of the truth of Christ and the truth of Scripture. And if you win waving that banner, great, that's God's grace. But if you lose, who cares? Go down fighting. We need to fight for what's right and just and real and not just capitulate to what's woke. Well, as I said uh, last uh, segment, God bless you, my friend. We need you. Thank you. Thank you. And God bless you too, Daddy. Thank you for your words and and the courage and your leadership. Thank you. It means a lot. We will continue. 1-8 Prager 776. 
What's wrong with Uncle Ben's picture? Yes, indeed, everybody. Another question on this, all this stuff. What's wrong with Uncle Ben and Uncle Ben's converted rice? Is that is it called converted rice? Uh, is it still or is it now just rice? I never understood. I always thought of conversion as a religious term. And I, so I was wondering, did, did his rice convert to anything? But in any event, I, I just looked up his picture. It's a distinguished black man wearing a bow tie. What is what is racist about it? So the Daily News, which is on the left, I should have had that. Did you did you give me that Daily News article? Is that how I had it? Because the way it described it, it was just it was taken as a given that it it was sexist. I mean, racist. <laughs> just taken as a given. Yeah, maybe I'll have it here. Yeah, I do have it. Okay, I got it. Uncle Ben's changing logo away from racist imagery. That is the headline in the New York Daily News, a left-wing paper. Like it's taken for granted that it is a distinguished black man, smile, you know, with a with a sophisticated smile, with a white shirt, a sport jacket or or a suit jacket, and and black mustache. Excuse me, and black bow tie. So, Uncle Ben's rice, yeah, it's it's not converted. Okay. Uncle Ben's rice is consciously uncoupling from its racist imagery. This is the first sentence in the New York Daily News. But but I I keep on. Why, why is it racist? I don't. I'm. I know I'm not woke, but still. Parent company Mars Incorporated announced Wednesday. That's. That's today, I guess, right? Or is that last Wednesday? Today. That it would evolve the brand away from the iconic photo of an African-American man bearing the epithet reserved for black people in the mid-20th century to avoid calling them Mr. So why don't, if that, so that's the issue. So it's not the picture. The pic, they can't claim the picture's racist. The word uncle. There's Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. I always thought of those as loving terms, but I now learned that they're racist. Okay? So why don't you just call it Mr. Ben's? Are there no, by the way, I'm, I, I'm, this is an open question. Are there no white figures that have been declared uncle or aunt? Male, female hour coming up. Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. 